From the creators of Circles of Faith, this is Slices of Life, a podcast where intentional living and imperfection meet. Join us as we have conversations that help you navigate real faith, real life, and real community in the everyday. I'm Kimberly Amici, and today I'm here with Elise Daly Parker and Noelle Rhodes. As women, we spend a lot of time nurturing others. Sometimes that can leave us worn out and run down. The answer is self-care. It's not a selfish act, but rather the way we steward the life we've been given. When we take care of ourselves, we are ultimately better women, wives, and moms. Both care and comfort are necessary. Today, we are discussing the benefits and the differences of both and how we can incorporate them into our lives. But before we get started, let's do what we do each week and ask an in-your-words question. What is your favorite way to rest and recharge? Hi, my name is Michaela Moritz, and I'm a social worker in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. When I need to rest and recharge, I find a quiet, beautiful spot, sometimes just my backyard, and journal while sipping a cup of tea or coffee. My name is Brinley Beckwith. I'm a vegetable farmer in Portland, Oregon. And my favorite way to rest and relax after a long day on the farm is to lay in my hammock, listen to the birds, watch the sunset and the moon rise and then eat a delicious home-cooked meal. Hi, ladies. This is Lauren Parker, the owner and director of Loom Creative Learning Studios in Philadelphia. My favorite way to rest and recharge, um, I haven't done this in a while, but it used to be to be on a train with my headphones and a book and some nice scenery out the window. That was my favorite way to rest and recharge. Today, we are talking about self-care and self-comfort. One of the reasons that... um, we're talking about this is because throughout this past season, we've talked a lot about rest. We've talked Mm -hmm. a lot about margin. We've talked about what it means to create space in our lives to take care of ourselves. And so this is really just a continuation of that topic. So we're going to be touching on things that we've talked about before, but this time I want to go a little bit deeper into what self-care is versus self-comfort because they're two good things. Um, However, there's a difference between the two. And I want Mm -hmm. us to talk about what the difference is, how we feel when we apply either self-care or self-comfort to our lives, when it's good, when it's bad, when it's necessary, when it's not, all those good things. And I want us to talk about our experience with it so that we can um, learn a little bit more. So Elise, you have been away this week. Mm -hmm. What have you been up to? Well, um, I've actually come off of an extraordinarily busy season with, and I've been up to all kinds of really fun celebrations and, um, graduations and baptism and, oh my gosh, so much stuff. So for the most part, I really stayed connected to MaxFit, the gym that I work out through and stayed pretty close to on program, which is really a low carb, you know, approach to life. And then last week, I was just tired of it. I was like, you know what? I'm worn out. I'm tired. Um, I'm serving. I was doing a lot of ministry. A lot of I had a, a few meetings um, hosting at hosted at my home, and I um, I just was like, you know what? I'm not getting up at five fifty every morning this week. I'm not going to worry about um, eating properly. <laughs> I mean, I really gave myself permission. And so what does that look like for me? Well, I, first of all, I would say that is comfort, um, self-comfort as, a, as opposed to self-care. 
Uh, because I, I, the way I, I see the difference is um, self-comfort is sort of an immediate gratification thing to me, and self-care is more of a long-term proposition. It's something we do over the course of our lives or neglect to do over the course of our lives that really cares for us. How did I feel at the end of that week? Again, positive is I didn't hate, hate myself. Um, and I didn't say, okay, screw this. I'm not going to do, I'm not going to get back on board. Nope. I said, you know what? That didn't feel so good. And I don't like what my belly's looking like. And so, okay, you've had your fun. Now get back on track. And mm-hmm. so Monday was my reset day where I started caring for myself again, which means getting up in the morning early, going to the gym and eating a low carb way, because in fact, I want to lose weight. I don't want to gain weight. And, um, I'm telling you on day two, I feel much better. Um, I, I, I feel like my stomach goes down almost immediately when I stop with the crazy carb thing. And, um, you know, just had a better sleep last night. Um, feel better in general, have more energy. So there's my story. And this, you know, and I, my thing would be, um, binge watching TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, you know, recently I was boasting about my ability to watch a lot of TV, which I don't even know what made me think that was like a, a healthy thing to disclose to people. But I was like, I watched all, all seven seasons of Parks and Rec in under 30 days, you know, and someone was like, wow, that's kind of sad. Oh, gosh. I was, I was Not like, exactly a badge of honor. But I do, you know, if I'm feeling stressed out, what I might do if I'm trying to escape my life is I'll be like, you know, I'll just watch, you know, six or seven episodes of of The Office or Parks and Rec. Or if I get hooked on a really good TV series, I kind of can become a little bit obsessive with it. Mm-hmm. And I will not. That is how I spend my time. Mm-hmm. Like my downtime. Time. Yeah. Yeah. You- Got plenty of time where you're not doing that. I was watching a documentary recently called The Keepers. Very good documentary. A little bit disturbing. On Netflix, there's like eight episodes. But I literally, like, I could not stop thinking about the show until I could finish it. Mm. That's probably mental illness. I probably should see (laughs) someone about that. But that's self-comfort for me. That's me. That's like, okay, I'm going to escape life. Yeah. And I'm going to live in this show. And I recently found another show called The The A Word, which is about a family, I believe, in northern England who have a who has a son who's autistic. And I just really connected with the show. Mm-hmm. I started to binge watch it again. I was watching it when I take bath when I was taking baths, when I was getting ready in the morning. I was like putting it on and watching it at like seven o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah, gosh. surrounding yourself with it. That's yeah. not good, guys. Well, that's like, so, do you guys remember the episode we did about self-awareness and we talked about being an abstainer and a moderator and about, I like... I'm not good at being self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> it was, that was Kimberly Coyle. She's the one that's really good at being self-aware. <laughs> but it, brought, it, it reminded me, because I've been watch, binge-watch series, too, and I know the difference between binge-watching a series because I just want to keep going and I don't feel like dealing with, like the other things that I'm supposed to be doing, my responsibilities. I don't feel like going to bed on time. I'm just going to stay up as late as I can. I've been there, done that. But I've also got hooked on a show where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to have one episode a day and it's going to be my (laughs) run on the treadmill episode. And like, you know, so I've been able to moderate sometimes. Mm -hmm. This is Mm -hmm. becoming, this is becoming (laughs) like when, like, 
okay, so I have 20 minutes to get ready. I'm going to watch a show. Okay, now I'm cooking. I'm going to watch the show. Okay, now I'm like folding lo- like every moment that I can watch the show, I will. So I'm like, no, I got to I gotta do something. Yeah. Part of it is that I do like to keep my mind engaged. So yeah. that's, I guess, a little self-aware. So maybe mm-hmm. I should listen to like a more like educational podcast or maybe scripture i've been trying i've been now i'm listening to isaiah or i'm getting ready in the morning but i caught myself doing this and i'm like this is kind of like what alcoholics do is they're drinking at like seven o'clock in the morning (laughs) do you know what i mean i'm watching this tv is no but this show is no benefit to me like are you hiding it from your family members yet i am (laughs) one night one night i'm gonna confess something about a couple nights ago I put my headphones in and put the covers over my head and I was watching the show and Troy's like, are you watching, like, secretly are you watching TV under the covers? And I'm like, you wouldn't like the show. He's like, uh, okay, you know. And so now people know. I mean, it's like, it's totally so not even a, it's not even a bad show. Is you're taking the show to bed with you. <laughs> yes. And it's not even like a scandalous show, you know what no, I mean? No, no, I don't, I know. But it's like, I get obsessed. And it's the comforting. It's like I want to keep my mind engaged. I want to stay in the story. And I'm being convicted that, like, hey, yeah, if you want to keep your mind engaged, engage it with things that are good and noble and worthy to be engaged in. Not that the show is bad, but it's not beneficial to my life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I need to practice silence as self-care. Right. And right. be okay with not having to always have my mind occupied with something. Mm-hmm. So that's something I am working on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so let's back up a little bit and talk about specifically what self-care is versus self-comfort. Now, we've given you examples of how we love to indulge, mm-hmm. and maybe we, we actually spent more time talking about how we love to self-comfort than we are <laughs> self-care. We did, didn't we? Yes. <laughs> um, the, the conversation quickly gravitated towards that. Um, but like, for example, self-care is when we identify our needs and we take the steps we need to meet them. So, Elise, you did talk about getting healthy, max yes. fit, identifying this as something that's important for you if you want your body to be strong, if you want your body to be healthy, if you don't want to be mm-hmm. tired anymore and be attentive and meet the needs of your family and then feel good about yourself. Um, and so that's a perfect example of self-care. It's understanding that you have value and that you are a worthwhile person to invest in. And I I said this in the intro, but I'll say it again. As a mom, we tend to take care of everybody else. And I find Mm -hmm. that that is, it's easier for me to take care of everybody else and to self-sacrifice and than it is for me to place value on myself and do the things that I need to do. And I don't know if that's something that you guys can identify with, or if that's only me, but, um, it's easy for me to serve others. It's not so easy for me to take help or ask for help or take the afternoon off that I need. And Sabbath has really opened my eyes to see that, Mm, wow, mm -hmm, this is really mm -hmm. a worthwhile pursuit. Like I love the way I feel after a Sabbath, but too many times I think I don't have time to take care of myself. I don't have time to do the things that are important to me. Well, I think that's a chronic issue. I don't think yeah. that's one that belongs to you. And I think it's a particularly chronic issue for moms. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that you're talking about them and that we're talking about them is way ahead of certainly where I was 20 years ago when I was really raising all of my young children. Mm-hmm. Right. I wasn't even thinking about it. I don't think I ever literally said, 
okay, I need to do something for me right now because I am on the verge of being completely depleted. No, instead what I did was continue to do what I felt I had to do and needed to do because this was my job, being a full-time mother at home at the time, even though I was doing teaching some birth classes and other stuff, but mainly at home. So this is my job. So I'm on default. I put my head down. I do my job. Um, and I think it actually caused resentment mm. and uh, uh, anxiety, stress. Mm. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think that my kids paid the price for that because here while I'm trying to do everything for them and serve them and be the ultimate awesome mom with good food, good food for them and activities and et cetera, et cetera. I really was strung out, stressed out. Mm-hmm. I was mm. really, um, you know, like, like a thrin, a thread pulled too tight. I was mm-hmm. frayed and I was, uh, taught. And, um, so I think it's really important that we're talking about this. I don't know if people are doing better at it than I did back then, but, um, I think it, it, like so many other things, it's like you have to stop. Mm-hmm. You have to yeah. stop and say, something's going on here, and it's not good, and it is not the way I want to live my life, so what am I going to do about it? And I yeah. think, yeah. I, you know, for me, what I, what I found difficult was identifying what I needed as a mom, because I think we're so consumed with caring for the needs of our family. Mm-hmm. And so then when someone goes, you know, well, you need to give, you need to take some time for yourself. You don't really know what that means. So mm-hmm. you, and, and everyone really is different. I think that's a big thing when we're talking about self care, different people need different things, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so for me, what I needed to do was actually to start this process was to say, well, what is it that I need? What am I lacking? What is a, resource or an area of my life that has been depleted that I need to give attention to. And different seasons of my life, it's been different things. I mean, we've talked about this in other podcasts. You know, when the kids were little, it was sleep. Mm-hmm. So self-care mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. was taking a nap. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, for instance, what I need is to go outside and take a walk outside in nature so like that's the difference so you're constantly actually with every season in your life whether you have kids or not to be honest with you i think as women we go through many transitions regardless of family life although that does that does complicate it Mm. but with every season you do realize okay you have different needs and so you need to be able to recognize what is in your life right now that needs care and then you you devote your time and you make space for it but just to take a day and do whatever, that, then you're going to fall into comfort yeah. as opposed to care. Absolutely. I think that's that's the difference. So you yeah. really do need to do work. And, and there's some of us who, you know, get the only way to do self-care is to remove yourself from people, okay? And maybe go read a book or go for a walk. But for mm-hmm. others, it may be go hang out with your friend. Right. And makes you feel valued and makes you laugh a lot. So that's what I'm saying. It's very, it's different for different people, but you have to figure out what it is right now in this season of life that you're in, that that's depleted, that you're lacking, that feels weak. And that's where you focus. Mm, very good point. Otherwise good you point. are going to buy a lot of stuff at shop right when you're hungry and you're going to watch <laughs> a lot of TV. Uh-huh. You're not identifying what exactly is going on. I didn't do the TV thing. I should have. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> it was too busy a week to actually do the TV thing. But yeah, um, yeah no, I think that, I think that's such a good point. Um, we really have to identify in that in that season what is um, what am I lacking? Mm-hmm. Because even Noelle, as you were saying, you know, friends might be um, uh, what what we really need. And again, I can identify the past six months as a difficult time for me where I isolated myself because it was difficult instead of realizing the self-care approach would have been, I need my friends. I need Mm. to talk to them more. I need people just to maybe even not to necessarily have them talk about what some of what I was going through in the season, but just to, just to be out and about and, and connecting. Cause that's, mm-hmm. you know, I am an extrovert and that is one of the ways that I, um, feel, you know, whole and safe, right. I'm not safe, um, healthy and, and, and whole. So, um, yeah, yeah. I think it's really important to, that, it, that we recognize we specifically, what do I need yeah. right now? Yeah. What is a way of taking care of myself right now? What about you, Kimberly? You haven't told us anything about your... Um, well, you know what? As you guys were talking, I was thinking about the example of, um, you know, when you're on an airline and the flight attendants tell you, if you need oxygen, put your oxygen mask first on before you put it on your children. And I think mm-hmm. that that's something that I... That's a, a, a word picture for that's me good. that reminds me over and over again that it doesn't do me any good to take care of my kids to the point where I have nothing left and mm-hmm. then and then I leave them hanging and then I'm worse off for weird because I probably yeah. I probably lost it I'm probably screaming I'm probably like had enough I've probably conveyed to them that they're a burden to me and when all of those things mm-hmm. are true simply because I haven't done what I need to um, restore myself um, right yeah. <laughs> I would say that um, I've mentioned these things before. Like I know that I need to be around people. Um, on my Sabbath, I like to do creative things. Um, mm. You know, my go-to would definitely be not so much eating. I mean, there's definitely some times when I will eat. I'll eat as a distraction. I'll eat to procrastinate. Um, but I would say my go-to is probably binge watching or keeping busy. Mm. And, you know, I, my family and and me two summers ago we binge watched doctor who but we did it together and now it's become our thing and that is really different you know snuggling on my couch with my kids dissecting the episodes talking about them like having this thing between us where now we see something online and we get it or we hear an expression and we get it we get like an inside joke for us then it would be Mm, for me you know i know for a fact that i love parks and rec but I would use it as a way to just detach from my day. So, I mean, I think it really what, what it comes down to is the intention behind what we're doing while we're doing. So, like, yeah. self-comfort, again, is is not this evil thing. It's just it shouldn't be the way we do life all the time. So right. this idea of numbing ourselves or using it as a distraction or using it to self-medicate. I mean, that's right. what self-comfort comfort can become, right. um, you know. And that's what I don't want to do. Like, I want to be very mindful that, you know, like self-comfort is kind of like what we treat as a reward, whereas self-care is a process. It's something that we are intentionally doing. And, you know, I'm still on the journey to try to figure out what self-care is for me. Um, 
you know, my kids are getting ready to get off school last week, uh, this week. Today's their last day, actually. Mm-hmm. It won't be by the time you listen to this. But uh, last Friday, I really, really wanted to like, I actually did. I went and got a manicure, pedicure. I did want to get a wax. I never got to that. I thought I, thought, I noticed those nails. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See? Um, I really did want to do like a wax and a, a massage, kind of like what I needed to go into the next phase into the summer. Nice. So I might be doing that this Spa day. Um, but like I never got around to it. But that partially has to do with, and just being completely honest here, like I was struggling with whether or not I really needed to do that. Like do mm. nothing. I would say for a split second, I was like, do I really deserve this? Do I really need this? Is this really necessary? And I I managed to talk myself down from these three wonderful procedures that would make me feel beautiful to like one, because I'm going to squeeze it in because I want to have, you know, nice toes at the pool. So like, Mm. it's a struggle for me sometimes to do the Mm self-care kind of thing. Um, Because there's so many other things I think I should be doing. So really trying to remind myself that it's needful that it's important to me you know and just doing it I, I still struggle with yeah I mean, I, I, go ahead no one well I was going to say the biggest thing for me as you're talking about that that I had to come to grips with was that Jesus practiced self-care mm-hmm. he did I mean yeah. he got away from the disciples <laughs> And he spent time with his father, whom he loved. Mm-hmm. And then he came back around and walked on some water, or, you know, <laughs> killed a bunch of people. But you, you know, he he modeled that for us. Mm-hmm. And it was him True. stepping out of his normal group, mm-hmm. his normal routine of what he was doing, and getting away and doing what he loved, which was communicating with the father. And then he, w- he was coming back, and he was loving everyone, and he was mm-hmm. serving everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think that was an example really for us to take note on is that even Jesus, you know, even Jesus walked away and did what and did something that he knew was necessary for him to be able to do his mission. Mm -hmm. And that's what self-care is. Yeah. And it, it again, doesn't look the same for everybody, but I think that that's important when you're looking in this context, because you may be tempted to think that self-care is selfish, but it's not. It actually is investing in the people that you love because you are taking care of yourself. You're, you're, you are, you know, it's almost like making sure there's maintenance happening in your mental mm-hmm. health, in mm-hmm. your physical health, in your creative spirit, all that stuff. And then when you're doing well, guess what? You're able to love people well and serve people well. Mm-hmm. So for me, I when I start to feel like guilt of like okay I'm gonna go for my hour walk oh I really should stay and do more laundry um, I remember you know what? oh Jesus got away mm-hmm. he took lots of walks up mountains and he spoke to the Father mm-hmm. and 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 that, I, I do that too you know that's my time with God but you know it's important to remember that even Jesus did even he practiced self care yeah I agree I, I think love that's that. really important um, and I do think. You know, there's the there's the guilt. Um, do I deserve this? There's the um, what else could I be doing? And and I think that's where we get tripped up, because self care has to be scheduled just like everything else, and that seems, you know, maybe ridiculous to some people or whatever. But the fact is, um, it's one of those things that we're not going to quote find time for. We have to make time for it, and it is. I loved what you said, Noelle, about it's maintenance. It's maintenance. To care for my body by exercising and feeding it properly is maintenance. It's not a treat. It's not like, 
yeah, oh, you know, look at her. She's she's uh, making sure she gets her exercise. <laughs> How about that? Even while she's raising her kids. And I'm going to tell you, I have had that kind of an attitude, you know, uh, treating myself. No, it's health. Mm-hmm. It's our health. So. Well, that, that brings us to another interesting conversation. How can we support the people in our life and their self-care? Because I would yeah. definitely say Amen. that as, as a wife, mm-hmm. you know, when my husband's doing things that make him happy, am, am I listing all the things that he should be doing instead that need mm-hmm. to be done that mm-hmm. I, he, I, mm-hmm. I think he should be doing? You know what I mean? Like there, there's a tendency, yeah, especially, especially yeah. when, um, and I just listened to a podcast yesterday about, um, it was Kathy Lip, and she was talking about, um, I guess she was wrote this book about the husband project, and um, she was on Focus on the Family talking about um, husbands and how we can, you know, do all these wonderful things for our husbands. But specifically, she talked about, you know, like giving your, your spouse that 10 minutes when they walk in the door mm-hmm. and yes. about how, yes, there's a time in our life when we're like, you know, we, we have babies and toddlers and all we, we cannot right. wait until our husband can like take the next shift or like yeah. take the babies from us for a while. And we don't it to the point where we don't give them the space that they need. And and that's a whole nother topic about how we do that when we're, not, we're both stretched so thin. Right. That's not what I want right. to talk about. But it reminds me of this idea of looking at our spouse and saying, OK, what do you need? to be a better father, to be a better husband, to be a better man. Yes. And how can I come alongside you instead of make you making you feel bad for wanting to go to the gym instead of mowing the lawn? You know, right. Right. I, I know that when my husband feels like he's had time to himself, um, I mean, I would say he's an extrovert, but he does like to get away. And, you know, and, and when we were first married, he's like, I just want to read the paper. I just want to sit down and I get it right but at the time I was overwhelmed and I didn't support him in that but now I'm learning okay what what do you need to do like what do you need right. to do this weekend what what do you have in mind what's important mm-hmm, to you mm-hmm, so that I can mm-hmm. come alongside that because he's going to be so much of a better spouse after he's had what he needs and so yeah, you yeah. know at least you've been able to identify that this is something to be mindful of yeah yeah, I mean, again, if, if you're, when I think back to those days where I was in the middle of all that busyness and just feeling like one day just folded into the next, you know, it's just such a, a cycle. Um, yeah. And my husband would do something like read a book in the middle of the mayhem and I would just be like, are you, are you kidding me? But he's always, he's always, you know, he is so not a selfish man in any way. Mm -hmm. He's completely servant hearted, but he has taken care of himself in those ways, reading or exercising. And in fact, um, you know, on the extrovert introvert part of it, he's definitely got some introversion in there. And even when we were first married without all the busyness, he would like to read a book in the evening and I'd be like, but can't we be together? Like, can't we? <laughs> and he'd be like, I just, I just want to read a book. <laughs> and, to, and that would like make me feel lonely. I mean, speaking of people who need to talk to somebody now, um, <laughs> but seriously at the time, it's, it's just so much that I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know anything about introversion, extroversion. In fact, nobody was talking about that back then. There's some really good stuff that we are talking about today. That's really important. And, and again, um, you know, to think that reading a book can be self-care, but it can be, mm-hmm. if that's what you, you know, if that's what you really need in a, in a day or that's what your spouse needs, 
it's like, okay, good. Take your half hour, take your hour, whatever it is. And, and, you know, we'll meet you back when you're done. Um, really important. The other thing I was just thinking about as we're talking about this is that when we practice self-care, we're teaching our kids how to do that too, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm looking back now, and both my parents are actually very good at self-care. In fact, wherever we lived growing up, um, whether it was a tiny, tiny house or my parents had a bigger home, and even now their beautiful lake house, my mom has always given my dad a room because my dad, he has a high-pressure job. And when he comes home, he says hello to everybody, gives everyone a hug, kiss, and then he goes up to his room for about a half hour, Mm. just a half hour. And I know he prays and he whatever listens to something and then he comes down. And I remember my friend, I mean, that was a normal thing for me. And I I remember a friend kind of like commenting to me like, that's kind of weird that your dad does that. And so I mentioned to my mom and my mom was like, your dad is just, he's preparing himself for the family in the sense if he's been in a job where he's got a million people that he's over who are asking a lot of different things from him, when he comes home, he needs that little bit of buffer time to center himself and get his head together for the family. And she's just always been cool with it. He, she just, is a, she never has complained about it. Not, not that Such I know. Such a wise of. woman. I yes. know she's gonna. Yes. I'm gonna have to tell her to listen to this podcast because normally I'm making fun of her, but she's <laughs> she's never complained really. about that, and she. I think they've had a good marriage, you know, because she recognized that in him, and she also though has recognized herself that she also needs space from mm-hmm. people. They're both mm-hmm. introverts. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they don't know how they had me, but they both <laughs> are, and so they have to have that that time mm-hmm. away from people and that's how the and my mom reads or she has a cup of coffee on her deck and you know she just taught us that yeah so that's, me, that's amazing i mean it's still hard because i'm extrovert and I, and I also have this like people pleasing problem but <laughs> at least i can look back and go okay but my parents did this mm-hmm. it, it can't be that bad <laughs> Mm, it can't yeah. be that evil. You know, there was one point um, when I was talking to one of my daughters and she, the the most nurturing of my children, meaning in terms of like, she sees a baby and she's like, Gaga, and I want to touch it. I want to hold it. I want to take care of it. Like she, she, it just wears that love of nurture on her sleeve. And she had said to me at one point, I don't, I don't want to be a mom. And I'm like, what? Like you're the baby. Lo-. It's just too much work. So at the time, I was so stressed out. It was like, it, I wasn't, I don't want to say setting a good example, but I wasn't living a healthy motherhood. I wasn't taking care wow. of myself. To her, you know, motherhood was like stress and work and never sit down and never do anything. And, I, you know, thankfully, I made a huge shift in the last couple of years where, you know, my once my kids are home, you know, I work from home. Once my kids are home, I'm present, period. Like, I've got to let go. I've got to do whatever it takes to let go of what I've been working on and not try to get in, you know, one more thing. And then it is okay to absolutely sit down and just talk to them about their day, to not be in the middle of doing something when they want to decompress and vent, you know. And, and, and again, looks different for all of us. But when I'm, when they're home, um, 
I, I'm available to them because I don't want them to think that this mothering thing is about me just keeping them busy so I can get right. more and more and more and more done. You know, and there are times that I say, okay, I need an hour. I have work to do. This pro- there's a project that's due tomorrow. Um, so I'm going to just take, like, I, I'll, when I do need to work, I will set an expectation for them so that there's yeah. no confusion, so that they don't feel like they're a burden, but they know that this is time dedicated because this has got to get out today. And I didn't, wasn't able to get it done today. So, um, you know, you guys get some extra TV time or why don't you go outside and play or, Hey, I, I coordinated a play date for you so that you would have something to do, but being very intentional and creating an expectation instead of them just feeling like, Oh my gosh, motherhood being a parent. It's yeah. 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 So such a good, uh, you both gave such good examples of modeling. Um, and I think about, you know, it's, it's funny because literally when we would be homesick, my mother would make us go outside. Like mm. she'd be like, okay, just, just get up and go for a walk. I remember feeling like dying mm-hmm. and her saying, you know, it's a beautiful day. Just go outside. Now I, I get that in a certain way, but it was almost like, wasn't it enough for just one day for me to be in bed because I was sick? But there was something that compelled her to always be sort of moving in some way. Mm -hmm. And and I think it was probably anxiety. Um, Mm. And so honestly, I don't... uh, And what she also modeled, you know, I I hate to be critical, but truthfully, she modeled escaping because she was out playing tennis or paddle tennis every day. Like that was her, my grandmother was home. So she, my grandmother was home. So when we came home, she was there. So my mother was out Mm -hmm. and she was definitely escaping. She was escaping a lot of things, um, including the stress of raising Mm -hmm. five children. So I think, um, you know, that translated for me into, um, a real do mentality, you know, mm-hmm. get things done, do things, mm-hmm. keep moving, keep moving. And truthfully, um, I'm not sure what I did in terms of, uh, in terms of my kids with self-care. I'm going to have to ask them about it. Yeah. Um, because I think it really is so important to chill mm-hmm. and read a book and watch. Oh my gosh. That's another one. TV was sort of extremely no- not okay with me because one of the things I also saw was, um, a lot of TV on my mother's part in the later years. And I just thought, Oh, that's gosh. a way to like zone out or just to detach. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a lot of zoning out. Um, and so that's how I equated TV and probably why we didn't have cable until two years ago or three years right. ago or whatever it was. And why I don't know much about binge right. watching, which isn't the worst thing by the no, way. But no. We could also use sleep as a way to self comfort. Yes. If we know yes. that we have particularly long days and a demanding schedule, a 20 minute, 30 minute nap could be essential to how we make it through. We've talked about naps in the, in our margin podcast. Michael yeah. Hyatt talks right. about naps and the importance mm-hmm. of them. But yes. when it becomes something yes. that we do because we just don't, we just want to avoid or we want to cope or we want to like, we just don't want to deal with our reality, then it becomes, it, it's what, what could be self-comfort one day turns into something that's not really healthy and not helping us overcome and cope with our life. I think a really good question to ask yourself if you're not sure if you are, practicing self-care or self-comfort is, am I enriching my life or am I escaping my life? Am I enriching it or am I escaping it? That's great. So, you know, 
I mean, there are times where we just we you know it's fine to watch a movie or a TV show. Like I hope people are not like, <laughs> no, yeah, um, in the fetal position right now because they think we're saying don't watch TV. But <laughs> I do think that there are you know sleep is that's another great example. Is this sleep enriching my life because I have an infant that's up all night, or am I escaping my life because I don't want to face things? Mm-hmm. You know, am I playing too much? Am I involved in too many exercise activities? Um, because I'm trying to escape or am I enriching my life? I'm trying to get healthier there. You know, you can take a good thing and it can be a a tool Mm -hmm. to escape Mm -hmm. or it can be a tool to enrich. I think that's the question you really have to ask. And it's important when you're wanting to practice self-care because Mm -hmm. it's not to escape. It's to enrich. It's to equip. It's to help you better live out your mission in life. Mm Not, not, Numb it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a few of the things that I came across that are great examples of self-care that might not be the first thing that come to mind. Um, celebrations. Like I find celebrating people and being part of celebrations so enriching. Again, I'm an extrovert, but that's maybe... You know, I guess when I think of self-care, the first thing I think about is like a manicure, pedicure or a nap or um, but like celebrating and um, taking joy in other people is definitely yeah. self-care. Yes. I think it helps yes. you go the distance in your relationships and I think it helps you go the distance in your own life. Um, we did a podcast on how to celebrate your friends. I think that when you celebrate the people in your life, it takes the focus off you and it puts it onto others and it encourages, inspires and places value on others. And I think that's, um, that, that fills me up. Minimalist living, which I thought was really interesting. I came across, I, I don't live minimalist. However, I would say that I tend to, meaning that I'm really learning how to streamline things um, learning to let go of things I don't need, whether it's things, whether it's papers, whether it's books, whatever it is that makes my environment a lot less cluttered. That's yeah. important to me. And that's a form of self-care. I, I know yeah. that I can't mm-hmm. accomplish what I want to do if I'm too busy managing the stuff I have. If I'm too busy, um, instead of spending time with my kids, here I am again, cleaning up all of this junk that we don't need, that doesn't make us happy. So like really being intentional about environment, I can see where that's really a form of self-care and it's not an obvious one. Right. I, I totally, I I love that one because that has to do, I have a definite outside space has to do with my, um, my mind when my outside space is clearer and more clutter free, I feel less anxious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, I wish again, um, I, I, I there are things that just didn't seem okay to me. And so I couldn't kind of accept them. So I kind of knew that about myself because I knew a a little bit of a mess would definitely push my buttons. Mm -hmm. And so the logical thing would be to say, okay, so I really need to keep my environment neat. And I probably need to teach my children, train them to do that as well, because Mm -hmm. There are a lot of what there are a lot of the um, of the people who put put things or sprinkle things all all throughout the house. Right. Mm -hmm. But instead, I think I and I and I hope this speaks to somebody that in in a way that it will be helpful. Instead, I think I thought, what's wrong with you that you need that? You shouldn't have to need that to make your head feel 
more less anxious, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I condemned myself for needing um, an outside environment because I didn't want to admit that I had anxiety in my head, you know, yeah. that, that mentally I was, I was uh, tended towards anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so I denied that. And so I didn't do anything to set up that more minimalist living. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, g- give us a couple more. Um, getting outside. I mean, that, that you don't have to be an outdoor lover to get the benefits of just being mm-hmm. outside and changing your environment. And there are some days that um, I'll work and I'll just need to get outside for 10 minutes just to walk around yeah. the block when the weather's yeah. nice. And even when it's not so nice, just getting out and, you know, taking a walk like if you have a lunch break you go take a walk go run an errand like just to get out of our space is really um such a good good thing for healthcare. i mean there's so many other health benefits for you know besides that you know there's vitamin d i'm learning about Mm -hmm. essential oils and and i've learned about like all these things that are in our environment that really does contribute to our health that Mm um and so like that's just another kind of it might seem obvious but like are we are we penciling it in our day if that's if that really helps us why isn't it in our schedule right take take a lap around the block yeah Um, like that and then the last one maybe um Noelle, you can just wrap us up to remind us about relationships and why they're so important for self-care. You mentioned it earlier, but um, it's a it's a key. Oh, it's huge. I mean, the science has proven that if we have if we have healthy relationships in our life, we physically are better. We're mentally better. Um, we tend to be living out the passions and the ways of which we're created. So, I mean, I make it, I could do a whole podcast on that. I think I have, but. Um, <laughs> I will say this though, it's very important if you're gonna if if you are an extroverted person that gets a lot of life out of people, here are just a few things I would say is you need to identify who makes you feel valued, who makes you laugh, and who makes you feel inspired. Cause just hanging with people is not always self-care. To fill, to fill up your <laughs> let's be honest, some people drain us. Some people yeah make us feel like weird guilt when we hang out with them because maybe we haven't hung out with them in a while. Some people just have a lot going on in their life. And so then when we're with them, we're like giving them a lot. It's not like two way. So, you know, you really need to think about who, who are my self care people? Who are the Mm. people that when I'm with them, you know, I feel like, they want me around. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like I can laugh and not take take life so seriously, or I can just relax, be myself. And who are the people that when I walk away from them, I'm inspired. I'm ready to go back in there and love my family or write that book proposal or whatever. Yeah. And that's really important to do. You need those people in your life. You need, you need to identify who they are. And then you need to practice, practice regularly meeting with them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, set some dates up, even if it's once a month and that's all you can swing is, you know, hanging with your people that are going to replenish you and make sure you're doing that for other people too, by the way, mm-hmm. you know, mm, yes, but, um, yes. you don't want to be the energy sucking friend. No, don't be the energy sucking friend. <laughs> that's a good post. I might write that at least, but I do think that you do need to <laughs> identify the right people. The right people are not always going, are the right not everyone's going to be the the right person for self-care is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good point. That's awesome. Very good point. All right. Well, Elise, why don't you go ahead and give us your coaching challenge? 
for this week? Well, alrighty. Um, I was thinking, you know, that, that it's really important to make that distinction that self-care is not a luxury. It's an essential thing to care for yourself, particularly uh, to make you available to care for others, which many of us are in that boat. So I think maybe the challenge this week is just to, to make sure, look at your life and make sure you are practicing self-care in some area. We've talked about, are you getting enough sleep? Are you reading every day if that's what you mm. cherish and, and need to kind of care for yourself? Are you getting some form of exercise um, or some of the more, you know, sort of less uh, obvious ones? Are you keeping your space clear because that really helps you in your, helps you with your mind? And are you connecting with the friends that are most important to you? So again, the question is pretty simple, though I've given a lot of examples. Um, how are you practicing self-care? And if you are not practicing self-care, find a way to do so. Thanks for joining us for this episode. You can find everything we talked about in the show notes. You can also subscribe to our newsletter at circlesoffaith.org, where you'll receive additional content and resources delivered right to your inbox. You can find us on social media as Circles of Faith. Subscribe to us in iTunes so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, rate and review the show. Your comments go a long way in helping others find us.